This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. On this, the 75th anniversary of the dropping of the first atomic bomb from Chris Wallace, the veteran journalist and anchor of Fox News Sunday, comes an electrifying behind-the-scenes account of the 116 days leading up to the American attack on Hiroshima. Countdown 1945, the extraordinary story of the atomic bomb and the 116 days that changed the world. April 12, 1945, after years of bloody conflict in Europe and the Pacific, America is stunned by news of President Franklin D. Roosevelt's death. In an instant, Vice President Harry Truman, who has kept out of war planning and knows nothing of the top-secret Manhattan Project to develop the world's first atomic bomb, must assume command of a nation at war on multiple continents and confront one of the most consequential decisions in history. Countdown 1945 tells the gripping true story of the turbulent days, weeks, and months to follow leading up to August 6, 1945, when Truman gives the order to drop the bomb. Chris Wallace, the elder statesman of television news. Wallace has been in the business for more than 50 years, beginning as a gopher for Walter Cronkite, then worked as a reporter for the Boston Globe, followed by a move to NBC, ABC, and finally settling at Fox News Channel. Wallace continues his family's powerful TV legacy by dictating the news cycle each week with his hard-hitting must-see Sunday show interviews. Compared to his fellow Sunday political affairs program hosts, Wallace has twice the years of experience and has covered twice as many presidents in office. Chris is only the only host to have led two Sunday political affairs programs, Meet the Press and Fox News Sunday, making him a rare in the business. Happy to have Chris Wallace join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Chris, welcome to this program. Well, uh, thank you for that introduction. When you said elder statesman, I uh, started to laugh a little bit. You know, uh, I, I guess the answer is I'm still in the game, so that's all good. <laughs> yes. Where did your interest in this topic and moment in history come from, and what made you want to write a book about it? Well, I wanted to write a book uh, about a, a key moment in history, and I wanted to write, and the best review I've gotten was somebody who wrote, I, I, I knew about 1945, but this book is a thriller, and that's just what I wanted to do. I wanted to take you along for the ride in, in the key moment in history, because I think so many history books are written kind of dusty and after the fact, and, and you know, we know what happened, here's why it happened. No, I mean, there's a real drama to Truman, as you say, doesn't even know about the existence of the Manhattan Project, and... Suddenly, he's in charge of it and has to decide whether or not to drop the bomb. The scientists don't know until 21 days before the bomb is dropped that the, that the gadget, as they call it, will even work. And the flight crew, because no bomb has ever been dropped out of the sky, it was detonated on a 100-foot tower in Alamogordo, New Mexico. They don't know when they drop the bomb whether the aftershocks will knock them out of the sky. So I wanted to tell that kind of story. Why this one? It's a kind of funny story. In February of 2019, Donald Trump was going to give his State of the Union address, and Nancy Pelosi was having a what's called a pre-bottle, where even before the president delivers the speech, she was going to tell a few of the TV anchors why the speech was all wrong, why the president was all wrong. And we had it in a room called the Board of Education, which was uh, is a hideaway for speakers in the Capitol that I'd never been in. And she said it was in this room that in 1945, Truman, then the vice president, 
gets a call to go to the White House, and he says, Jesus Christ and General Jackson. And that, Steve, is when I, I sat there and I said, I've got my moment. Yeah. And I didn't know it was then, but it turned out it was 116 days from that moment when he goes to the White House and finds out that Franklin Delano Roosevelt has died until the bomb is dropped on Hiroshima. And, and Truman was left in the dark, as you mentioned, on this whole Manhattan Project. He, what, he had only met with FDR a couple of times? Yeah, I mean, he met with him in, in groups, but privately only twice, and Roosevelt had completely shut him out of the war cabinet. So after he's sworn in on April 12th, he is taken aside by the Secretary of War, a 77-year-old Henry Stimson, who says, Mr. President, I've got to tell you about this immense project to create the most powerful weapon in history. And that is the first. It's on April 12th, after he's now president, that Truman has the first inkling of the Manhattan Project to develop a nuclear bomb. Chatting with Chris Wallace here and speaking of writers, his book is Countdown 1945. You wrote it along with uh, Mitch uh, Weiss. Uh, what kind of research, Chris, did you do to put Countdown 1945 together? Well, uh, you know, you have to obviously do a deep dive. There's been a lot written, uh, particularly about Truman, some very good books like uh, David McCullough's Pulitzer Prize-winning book, Truman. But what, and and I, one of the first things I did after reading all the, the available literature out there was to go to the Truman Library. One of the joys, and I've covered, uh, I guess, seven presidents and spent six years covering Ronald Reagan, is that, of course, you never know what's going on inside their minds at the time you're covering them. But you go to the Truman Library and you get a hold of Truman's diaries and the letters that he was writing to his wife and his, his relatives, and you can see the inner dialogue that's going on during these 116 days. And then, you know, uh, we, there's also a lot of information out there. And that was, I think, the big difference between this and a lot of books, is we didn't take it just from one side, what's Harry Truman's experience, but... You know, almost like a movie where you have a dateline and, they, you know, they pick it out of the bottom left-hand corner. We have the White House. We have Los Alamos. We have Tinian Island where the, 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 the bombing raid is launched. Uh, you have Oak Ridge where 19-year-old Ruth Sisson, who is still alive, uh, was operating a machine. She had no idea what it was. She was just told, keep the, the dial, the meter, in, out of the red. It turned out she was enriching uranium-235 and plutonium for the bombs, the fuel for the bombs, and then a little 10-year-old girl named Hideko Tamura, who was on the ground in Hiroshima, uh, when the bomb exploded at ground zero, she survived. Uh, her mother and much of her family did not. Yeah, that's what I love, the lesser-known characters who you just pointed out, Ruth and, and Hideko. Why did you choose to include them into this story? Well, uh, because you want... A sense it isn't, you know, it, 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 as I say, this was sort of a 360 view. It's not just Truman. It's not just the scientists. It's not just the, the, the pilots, the flight crew. Uh, it's not just the home front. One of the things I loved about Ruth Sisson, first of all, she's part of a home front effort. But in addition, her boyfriend, later her husband, Lawrence Huddleston, is an Army medic in uh, Europe. And he has now survived the war. On May 8th, the, the Nazis surrender. The war there is over. But the war isn't over for Lawrence Huddleston because the plan is to ship him and thousands of Americans over to the even bloodier conflict in the Pacific. So, you know, there is the, the human stakes as to whether or not this bomb is going to work and whether or not Truman is going to decide to drop it. And, of course, in the case of Hideko tomorrow, you can't tell the story 
of the bombing of Hiroshima without giving a very human sense of the people on the ground who were the victims. In our remaining moments are Chris Wallace. His book is Countdown 1945. Chris, what was the most surprising thing you learned about the Manhattan Project? You mentioned you know, FDR had authorized this, the atomic bomb, or the drops aftermath. Now, FDR would have gone ahead with this too, right? Well, you don't know, but you certainly assume so. He's the one who started the Manhattan Project in 1942, uh, and 125,000 people were involved across the country $2 billion was spent, which was real money back in the 1940s. So, you know, I can't, I can't imagine any president faced with the choice. It wasn't drop the bomb or do nothing. It's drop the bomb or invade. And if you invade, the, the projections from the military were, and this is the summer of 45, that the war is going to go on for another year and a half to the end of 46, and there will be a million Japanese casualties and half a million American casualties. What president is going to sit there and say, no, let's invade, and, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are killed and wounded, Americans, and then at some point people will find out, and the president had a weapon that could have ended the war in a flash, and he decided not to use it. I don't think any president could have could have uh, made that decision. And then, what, two days later, the second bomb was dropped on Nagasaki? Three, three days three later, days. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, people say, well, yeah, but they could have surrendered. Well, the fact is we dropped the bomb, and they didn't surrender. And then we dropped a, a, a second bomb at, at Nagasaki three days later, and the military government still didn't surrender. It was the, the emperor who had to go over the military government and give a radio address to the people. First time almost any Japanese person had ever heard the emperor's voice, Hirohito, and say, no, we are going to surrender. Uh, and it was only then that it happened. Chris Wallace, thank you for joining me. My pleasure, Steve. Uh, very much appreciate it. The book is Countdown 1945, The Extraordinary Story of the Atomic Bomb and the 116 Days That Changed the World. The author is Chris Wallace, along with uh, Mitch Weiss.